0: I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. With the guys from that film, Stu, and this is our latest review, Candy Cane Lane.
1: Directed by Reginald Hudlin, Candy Cane Lane is the Christmas comedy film starring Eddie Murphy. The movie is out now on Amazon Prime, but if you haven't watched Candy Cane Lane yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers.
0: Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review.
1: And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast.
0: So, Luke, what is Candy Cane Lane about?
1: Chris Carver, played by Eddie Murphy, is on a mission to win his neighborhood's annual Christmas home decoration contest. After Chris inadvertently makes a deal with a mischievous elf named Pepper, played by Gillian Bell, to better his chances of winning, she casts a magic spell that brings the 12 days of Christmas to life and wreaks havoc on the whole town. At the risk of ruining the holiday for his family, Chris, his wife Carol, played by Tracy Ellis Ross, and their three children must race against the clock to break Pepper's spell, battle deviously magical characters, and... Save Christmas for everyone.
0: All right. So, putting it all out there, we're big fans of of Eddie Murphy. We've talked uh, previously about almost his comeback to to the movies. Like he's he's back. I'd say hasn't hasn't had the biggest run of hits with his movies at his back, but there have been a handful of pretty good ones. I was excited to see him in a Christmas movie delivered directly to amazon prime which is which is great because hey look free movie essentially um i'll admit going into the, i did watch the trailer but as i was watching this all i could remember was that oh it's kind of like christmas decorations on the street that kind of conflict i completely forgot all about the magical stuff and then as the movie was ticking along i was like i was like oh what's the what's the thing with this movie and i was like i literally couldn't remember so, I got to experience it just sort of unfolding. Um, and I'm like, wow, this is ridiculous. Um, but there's a lot of fun to be had. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. You go.
1: <laughs> I was looking forward to this one. I like Christmas. Really. Well, I really like Christmas. Really like Eddie Murphy. Those two things coming together. Really surprising mm. that it hasn't happened until now. I mean, we've had Eddie Murphy movies that take place at Christmas or around Christmas, like trading places. Yeah, trading places, yeah. But it wasn't about Christmas. Like You can't call that a Christmas movie. A lot of people like to call a lot of movies Christmas movies now. Although Die Hard <laughs> is a Christmas movie. And so is Luther Weapon, if we're going to say Die Hard is. But this is a proper Christmas movie. You know, saying that this is on Amazon Prime, I still think... Prime need to get their shit together with their marketing department, so people know what it really is. Sometimes it's Amazon Prime, sometimes it's Prime Video, and then when you're watching this movie, since that MGM deal, what they're calling it now is it Amazon MGM Studios. I feel like their branding is very confusing. But anyway, this this uh, <laughs> this movie. It's a PG. It's a family movie. I've seen Eddie Murphy. Um, he's been doing a lot of press for this movie. He's been on, like, you know, the morning breakfast shows. Uh, him and Tracy Ellis Ross, who plays his wife, in the movie. And they're really, you know, promoting this movie as maybe something you can watch as a family once a year. There's, you know, we've had Christmas classics in the past and... They're hoping this can be one of those movies that people just watch again and again every year. This is not that. It really isn't that. (laughs) Do you know, right? It's been, I would say, 20 years since the last true Christmas classic, which was Elf. How insane is that? It's been 20 years. Mm. And there's been some... Okay well, There's been good
0: ones. Yeah. I would even say some good ones. Some good, like, hey, that's a pretty fun, you know, like, little Christmas movie. But I'll admit, every time Christmas comes around, I, uh, you know, we, we pick the movies that we want to watch, you know, during December and all of that. I find that we always kind of go back to, like, the big hitters and the more recent movies. We're like, ah, we watched that a couple of years ago. And I'll give that a miss. We don't need to revisit that. So I think, you know, you're right. Like, it's been a while. And you're also right in saying, unfortunately, this isn't one. There's some there's some fun stuff happening here. Like I'll say, like like Eddie Murphy. I kind of like him, you know, because I think a few movies that he has brought out or you know been in recently, he's kind of played a more eccentric kind of character, or even um, a character that isn't you know, sort of more in line with, I guess, who he is as an actual person. This seems like he's almost playing, he could just be playing himself. Like, average kind of guy, family man, a dad, that kind of jazz. I kind of like that. I like that simplicity. It gave me, like, daddy daycare vibes. Just that, like...
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, he's just he's just a guy. And, a, you know, relatable, all that kind of stuff. You know, like, um Julian Bell as, like, the... As the... what Would we say evil? I don't know. Just the... She's lost her way. <laughs> it lost her, the elf wings. She's lost the elf wings. She's like a fallen elf to make that comparison. Like, she, she's bringing, you know, a bit of delight to this movie. Like, is she good? Is she bad? Oh, she's kind of helping him. What's she up to? And then suddenly it's like, okay, look, she is, she's the bad guy. Um, how do we stop her? She's very sneaky. She's bringing some fun stuff. Um, the family element to this movie, like, you know we've we've got the kids. We've got the parents. We've got this plot that's unfolding. And I'll admit, I thought that this was going to be one of those, like he's trying to tell them what's going on. Nobody believes him, kind of thing. They drag that on for a bit at the end of the movie. It's like, oh my God, you're right. the whole now, the family is on board pretty much the majority of this ride. Yeah, that is true. Rings, yes. Like yeah that's true yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog.
1: <laughs> and yeah, that's like more. That's a good point, actually, and they're the working together. Here's you know, going back to Jillian Bell. You know, this is her fourth Christmas theme movie that she's made.
0: All right? She I think did a um, godmothered or something.
1: Godmothered for Disney Plus a couple of years ago. She is in Office Christmas Party, and if we're talking right. about adult Christmas movies, that's a bloody good one. And she was also in The Night Before.
0: Oh, yeah, another, that's an adult orientated isn't it? Yeah, but
1: this is her her fourth one. And going back to the family members, it was pretty funny the moment when they all realised that, the kids realised they were named after, they all had Christmas-themed names. <laughs> you know, you've got Joy, Holly. <laughs> that was pretty, <laughs> pretty fun. Oh, and Nick for
0: the son. It was yeah. pretty funny when And, they... of course, obviously the parents, Chris and Carol. Yeah, oh, well, there you
1: go. Yeah, all of all hole. of them. Um we've got a director here Reginald Hudlin. I was going through his back catalog he worked with Eddie Murphy in 1992 Boomerang that's back when he was trying to do something a little bit different it was still a comedy but it had a bit of drama in there as well mm. so Eddie Murphy was trying to do something a little bit different you know I'm I'm really glad that that is back and he's not put out the best stuff it's been okay We've talked about it a few times recently even on the podcast. Dolmite is My Name, that Netflix movie. That was so good. That was fantastic. But this is his second prime movie in the first one being the sequel to Coming to America.
0: Yeah, which was not great.
1: Got its moments. It has yeah. got its moments. <laughs> and, you know, we've got Beverly Hills Cup 4 to look forward to on Netflix. And again, doing press for this he was asked about you know doing stunts in this and then oh and he's talking about the new beverly hills cop as well and is that the director's like okay so when you come down the steps can you do it again but can you just move quicker and eddie murphy's like no i may look like axel foley but i'm older (laughs) like you know i'm curious what that fourth movie He's gonna yeah, be. We'll I get it soon enough. You know, another um, another actor who was working or who was in the movie Boomerang, David Alan Greer, here as Santa Claus, and I thought he was bloody great. <laughs> really I mean, liked. I'm a fan of his. You know, he's he's done so many good things over the years, and of course, you know, you know him from Jumanji and various other works. But it was really good. Seeing him in there, said I didn't even know he was in it. I definitely didn't know he was in it as Santa Claus.
0: I mean, uh, and he's not in it until near the end, you know, like as the final act is sort of kicking off, and he's there to sort of give a few wise words, confirm that, yep, the contract stands. Uh, and yeah, you've got to do the thing, or you're going to be turned into a little, a little doll. But oh, actually, you know, speaking of the little, the little ornamental doll things. Pip, uh, lamplighter Gary, and Cordelia. We've got Nick Offerman, um, almost unrecognisable with the with the accent. I was like, "Are, you, are you sure that's Nick Offerman?" Hey, <laughs> awful <laughs> oh, It is so
1: bad. It is so bad to the point where I'm like, "Could they not have just hired an Englishman? Surely they could have found one in Hollywood." It's a it's a shocking accent. I do like maybe Nick went, Offerman though.
0: Maybe they went backwards. They were like, do "We have the doll." or the little ornament, uh, we need someone that looks, oh, it kind of looks like Nick Hoffman. <laughs> Get him. Um, I don't know. We've got Chris Red as Lamplighter Gary. I think he's pretty entertaining and stuff. I mean, a bit of a sleazebag. He kind of hits on, you know, Carol probably three too many times. other causes. <laughs> <laughs> I think the joke lands first and then it kind of is like, all right, a bit much, man, like settle down. But otherwise, full of energy. He's bringing a lot of like, you know, uh, supporting laughs I guess um and Robin feed as Cordelia as the other little uh thing yeah, uh, also he, just you know, there yeah yeah
1: they're all fun you know they they work really well and then you know when you get towards the end of the movie Chris actually gets turned into an ornament himself what I thought was interesting about this because this is a very it's a safe PG Christmas movie for the whole family. But if you really focus in on these little ornament characters, it's like under the surface of this colorful, fun PG movie is a horror movie, almost like trying to break out. Like, do you know what I mean? There's like, there's like, a really dark, like when he gets turned into a figure and then they've been trapped for all this time. Like, I don't know. There's like kind of like two movies mm-hmm. at play. Just, under the surface, I mean, it's quite dark.
0: When everything's when everything's all said and done, they've been turned back into humans again. But uh, you know, Pip is essentially a man out of time. Like his family's gone, and that's yeah, it's pretty clear that he has nowhere to go. I I admit, like I let out a genuine ah, like, oh, like that's really sad. <laughs> like it's like, yeah, poor guy.
1: I'd that's be like able just to buy to the point. Into the sadness some more if he didn't just sound so ridiculous. <laughs>
0: I mean, no. I mean, I can't say I, I genuinely felt like, oh man, I'm, I'm getting emotional. But like, it is a moment though. You it, think it, about is. the situation. And it's like, yeah, because you're right. Like, it's pretty grim. Like, holy shit! Like, what is going on here? Um, I mean, there's a whole there's a whole chorus group of people um, turned into dolls as well, which I thought interestingly um, played by the band Pentatonics, who are actually known for their a cappella uh, Christmas songs that, <laughs> that they oh, do. Oh, that's cool. Which we, the wife and I have actually listened to them a few times. And ah, she pointed right. out there and she was like, I'm pretty sure that's them. And then she looked it up and she was like, it is. And I was like, wow, how would you pick that? So, now oh, that's interesting. And then they obviously appear as the human versions of themselves. As themselves
1: the at the end. You mm. know, this is just a quick sidebar. I, you know, we've said as well, this, this movie, It it's I'd say it's good. It's a good movie, not great. And for the most part, it's doing what it needs to do as an okay movie to stream. Have you seen some of the recent Netflix Christmas movies? I'm talking uh, about films like
0: Hallmark kind of movies.
1: No, 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 not quite that. You've got to go to binge for them. There's an insane amount of like ridiculous sounding movies on there. But I'm talking about films like. Family Switch with Jennifer Garner, Ed Helms.
0: Oh, right. Sure. Like legitimate movies.
1: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Which it's like, it's a, and directed by McG. You're just seeing like who's involved in front of the camera, behind the camera on some of these movies. And they're just so average. And another one, best Christmas ever. Jason Biggs. Is it Brandy? And Heather Graham. Oh man, awful. There's just some really awful average Christmas films coming out. So if you gonna... think about it,
0: people yeah. people are like, hey, look, a Christmas movie, a new Christmas movie, sure. I'll check it out because it's the thing to do this time of year. These buttons I... would be inexpensive to make. I mean, this one probably they would had a be, yeah. budget. There's effects and stuff, but a lot of them, that Jason Biggs one probably was just like a clean cut. People just doing things. Active. Feels
1: like a TV movie. Feels like a TV movie. But I watched this and then I watched some of those Netflix ones. And then upon reflection, I'm like, Do you know what? This one is a little bit special compared to like <laughs> all the other ones that are churning out. So by comparison, but it's just weird. Again, going back to Elf, 20 years since we had like a stone cold Christmas classic.
0: Yeah, it's rough.
1: You know normally, right. you know the kids and wife and I, you know we'll have moving out on a Saturday, and we'll watch you know films together. The family was away this past weekend, and because we were reviewing this, I watched it by myself. And I did think I wonder if I would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't just sat watching it by myself. I and mean, yeah. I still had a few had a few chuckles. But that Family Switch movie was awful, but my kids liked it and they were laughing at it, and I got more enjoyment out of it because of them enjoying it. So maybe, I think I might revisit this and I might enjoy it a little bit.
0: A it little could bit be more. something. I mean, not the same example, but you know, I always have the wife sat next when we're when we, usually when we're watching something. She was she was chuckling a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, I chuckled a few times, but by the end of it, you know, she said to me, she was like, "No, I liked it." you know she got enjoyment out of it and and that i think that maybe helped but you know i'm still obviously sitting there and i'm giving my own critique though when when it comes to it i think a lot of the issues i have it might just be the general plot of this movie you know like what starts as you know maybe something similar to like deck the halls where it's like neighbor versus neighbor like who can i want to see
1: my i want you to see my house from space i do like that film.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you know what, like, I can get into that story, there's already a story there there's the whole thing with the prize money for it, which I mean, it, it, it gets thrown out like a gag, like oh, it's all gift certificates for tacos or some rubbish, and it's like, yeah, oh yeah. okay so the whole premise was not there anyway, the stuff with the, you know, you've got to collect the the golden rings, and you know we spend a chunk of the movie you know, collecting five, and it's like, wow, they collected them pretty easy, like how did this will happen, you know, it's it's so simple. Yet, at the same time, it's like, didn't I see, like, a bunch of rings, like, on all of those birds? And there's a lot of birds in this movie. makes you think, 12 Days of Christmas, lots of birds. Never really thought about it. (laughs) Um, So that obviously gets revisited, and it's like, well, you need to collect uh, heaps and abundance, and then they somehow manage to work out, like, Oh, it's 40 that we need. And I'm trying to do the math, and I'm like, because it repeats. And I'm like, is that right? And that's a five. five. And I'm like, okay. And I'm, I'm just kind of going with it at this stage. What was a bit of a kicker? And my wife said it wasn't a problem. But at the end, when it's like they fall short, they only have 38. And then Santa's like, well, maybe they do have 40. And it's like, oh, they've got their wedding rings. And it's like, all right. And it was set up at the start where it was like they were talking very intensely about their wedding rings and these gold. Da, da, da. I just feel like this whole time, like they literally could have just got twenty gold rings, any rings. like nothing in this movie had to happen. Could, I know, but oh, I think I it, for it them, I, me.
1: yeah, I get what you're saying, but for them to use their their wedding rings, though, there's like the sentimental value to that. I don't know, but. I could yeah, I see I see where you're coming from. I honestly thought the neighbors were gonna have more to do. Like in in the beginning, and you've got it set up
0: a conflict there.
1: Yeah, because you've got the the, the neighbour, Bruce, played by Ken Marino, always good value, Ken Marino. And I thought there was gonna be more headbutting between him and Chris, and you know, they come together again at the end, but yeah, I don't know. And it's long like this movie's long.
0: yeah, It yeah, shouldn't be dude, as long as it is. Hours. But, like, you know, with, with that character, you know, like there's a lot of conflict at the start, you know? Like there's, like, it seems like Eddie Murphy's character hates it. You know, Chris hates this guy. But then it's like, oh, they're going over and they're talking about wine and all that kind of stuff. Box and then, wine, yeah. You know, like when the, um, you know, the decorations have been, like have gone missing and he assumes that he's, like, verbally attacking not just that neighbor but like another couple he's been quite harsh with them in terms of like no no like no it was you and no one's supposed to play off his last but it's like he's literally in his street verbally yelling and abusing them <laughs> accusing them of, of doing something um that he has no proof of just assumptions but there's no repercussions it's not like they're like wow that chris guy's a douche it's the next time you see any of them there. They're all happy, happy, whatever. Like there's there's just no issue. So there's no there's just no real conflict outside yeah. of Pepper the Elf. <laughs> and you mentioned
1: <laughs> the movie Deck the Halls, like that had the clear conflict throughout the whole movie. And this starts with that. Then it's got the fancy element with peppermint, and then the neighbours are back again and everybody embrace and lives happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you've got like the like the broadcasters, like the two the pair of them and I'm like like it's one of those things with like it's kind of funny at first like I find the humor in it and then it becomes pretty tiresome and dry. Well and it's, one note, it? it's, it's, yeah, it's one it's note, isn't it? It's 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 one note in the thing.
1: I don't know the actress's name. Hi, she's
0: too enthusiastic. Yeah, I,
1: I don't know her name, but she's in the US version of Ghosts. And I really like right. her in that. I just think it's a one-note gag that they went back to way too many times. And then she's got a nephew, a job, and he's in front of the camera. I don't
0: know. Oh yeah, that guy. That guy. Yeah, all over the place.
1: But although know, interesting, when,
0: interesting story
1: point. When he witnesses great. Chris turn into the into the little porcelain statue that was a bit of funny. Like it was just what he was what anyway. That was meant
0: ah and it. even that, I mean that was I feel like that was just done. So it's like, oh look, we have turned any Murphy into the little ornament thing. But it was like he was checking his watch. It wasn't even eight o'clock yet. And I was like, oh she likes to play with the clock. So did they do it in time or not? Like <laughs> on one hand it's like they ran out of time because she cheated, but at the same time it's like no time ran out and they still had the rings therefore broke the curve i'm like just free and loose with the rules i don't know where anything stands but look there's some fun stuff to be had so i think on that let's not uh get too far down this rabbit hole uh what would you rate this movie (laughs)
1: I'm going to come in, oh, it's it, it's a tricky one. Again, I think I would have had a better experience if I watched it with my family, but it's Eddie Murphy, it's a Christmas movie, there's some genuine laughs in there. I'm going to come in, I'm going to come in at a three out of five. Not a high three, but it's a three. <laughs> and, and being a three, it is a recommend, and, and it's one to watch, and especially if you're tossing up whether to watch this or one of the other new christmas movies that's streaming it's definitely one of the one of the better ones yeah 3 out of 5
0: look i'll come in at, at an even lower 3 and say 2.5 um like that i said a there's, lower there's moments that <laughs> there's a there, there, there are a few there's a few things to to like and enjoy and sort of be entertaining enough but i think there's it's a messy movie. There's a there's a lot going in. It's a it's a bit too long. Um, not all of the jokes and humor lands, and sometimes they just repeat things too much, and it's like, oh, okay, we're still doing this. Um, you know, there's some silly, goofy stuff like you know, chasing a bunch of French chickens around a factory and, and stuff like that. You know, like it's it's pretty nuts. Um, lots of it's quite a few like little pop culture references which are. Pretty fun, but again, also become tiresome once they do it a few times. Um, but yeah, look, this, this movie's okay, but it's not really that good, I don't think. But there's, there's sprinkles. There's sprinkles of Christmas joy. So 2.5. And that's it for our review of Candy Cane Lane. If you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages.
1: If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Leo and stay tuned for our upcoming review of Silent Night.
0: You've been listening to Jason.
1: And you've been listening to Luke.
0: We're the guys from that film, you? See you soon.